G'day, mates. Welcome to another episode of the Lockup Podcast. I'm here with my proper, proper co-host, uh, Tyler. Oh, shit. G'day, mate. How are we doing? Well, I just got in a tussle with the dingo, and I'm getting ready to suit up for this race weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. Shut up. A tussle <laughs> yeah. with the dingo. Oh, no. We are back, folks. Episode 6 is live, going up probably, let's see, Thursday. That would be the 6th? 7th. Today's But we're back. We're back. And we guess what, dude? We've got the Australian Grand Prix after two years of not being able to watch it. Yeah, dude. It is going to be one to remember, I think. Oh, dude, it's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, we we haven't had it. We didn't have it in 2020, didn't have it in 2021 because we were supposed to start there and it just it just inevitably got canceled. And then now finally we're back. And what better way to be back when we finally, finally have the whole 2022 grid set to debut? Yeah, we're talking about Sebastian Vettel, baby. He's returning. Sebastian! Dude, I, I, I freaking love seeing all the photos of him and Mick together every like every race weekend basically that they're they're on the I know track. dude get get Mick to Aston Martin or get Vettel to freaking Haas dude I tweeted this out hear me out on this since there's the rumors of Porsche and uh I forgot the other company Audi Audi and Porsche entering F1 I think we get the two German drivers and we put them on the German Porsche team Honestly might be a little you radical. might, might be no, no 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 you might be onto something you might be onto something that actually might be kind of cool. I mean, who knows? The the sponsor itself, what Porsche? No, is it Porsche or Audi? I don't know. I, I mean, I've read about both of them coming in, but it sounds like Porsche is going to most likely just do an engine deal with uh, Red Bull. Yeah, no, Porsche is most likely doing the engine deal with Red Bull, and I think Audi wants to straight up like title sponsor, like partner with McLaren. It wants to be called like Audi McLaren. Whoa. Yeah, no, yeah, that's like a big, a big <clears throat> sponsorship. I think, I think one of the tweets I saw was anywhere between, I think it was mid 500 to 600 million euros that they were willing to put up. Dang. Dude, that's it's, awesome. it's, it's big bank. I mean, it's well, big for McLaren, but damn. <laughs> yeah, here's what Haas needs to do. They need to go freaking title sponsor with like a Ford or Chevy or Dodge. Um, bring, dude, bring the American muscle onto the freaking Grand Prix grid. That'd if be you, awesome. I mean, if you want the reliability issues, you go with Ford, obviously. But Ford Haas sounds like a really good name. Uh, Ford Haas, that, that sounds powerful. That sounds like it should be that way. It sounds like it belongs on a, only, only a Formula One racetrack. I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Uh, I feel like we should uh, divert real quick, though, and just talk about uh, the shenanigans on Twitter today. Oh, yeah. For those of you that don't know, one, follow our Twitter at TLUPF1, all caps, no spaces, T-L-U-P-F-1. But Chris likes to feel a little dangerous sometimes. I got a little trolly today, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it, start- it started out so innocently i gave my my honest opinion and this is the official opinion of chris from the lockup podcast for just to start make it clear i think lewis hamilton got robbed last season i think he should have won the race i think michael massey screwed it up 
and Max Verstappen took advantage. But and you know what? I agree with you, but hit your butt. I don't think that Max deserves the hate. I don't think he deserves an asterisk next to his title. He won the race. He raced his ass off. Um, people saying, oh, he it's not luck. It was an error. Okay, well, what, what do you think luck is, dude? What yeah, do you I was about is? to say, it, it's lucky for Max. Yes, we understand. It's <laughs> it's an error for everybody else. It's, you know, th- this and the luck didn't play a part of it. But Max's only job in the car is to drive. He's just listening to the radio, seeing what's going on around him, and he's trying to beat everyone to the checkered flag. And he That's blew his the only doors job. off of Lewis to get there. And he did. Yes, I understand. We wanted to see a motor race for the last two laps. But come on. I, I mean, I agree. I'm, I'm 100% in agreement with you. Uh, lo and behold, like, Lewis should be eight-time world champion. He should. But that, that's just straight facts. But people need to stop blaming Max for winning the championship. Like, he just wasn't trying to. Or like, he just, oh, I'm, I see all these cars unlapping. That shouldn't be right. I'm not going to race this guy out of, out of fairness of competition. No. Yeah, the dude's going to beat him. I saw some idiot, and he, he replied to the tweet and was like, yeah, if I was Max, I wouldn't accept the win this way because – it's not right. I'm like, dude, first of all, that's yeah, why you never be Max because you're going to, you, you wouldn't even be in a position to, to not take the win. And that's what you're I'm telling saying. me that your whole life's ambition was to win the world series. And I mean, the way that you raced all year, you deserved it just as much as Lewis did. And you're going to say, Oh yeah, I'm not going to accept it because, uh, they, uh, because of up. Michael Massey or because of this what? role, because dude, it, bro, if I was in the same position, I'd still be wearing that because it's like, I didn't ask for the cars to unlap themselves. I didn't ask for Michael Massey to make a ruling on, hey, we want this to be exciting. We've got a tie in the world championship. So, you know, unlap the cars and put them first and second. Like, uh, yes, a lot of things went into it. We're not trying to say, you know, Lewis didn't deserve it or Max didn't deserve it or this, that, and the other. It's simply put as in these two drivers had almost everything taken out of their hands for the last two laps. All they were doing was driving, dog. Shout out Rob Myers. Shout out Rob Myers. I didn't know who he was until today, but dude, he had some pretty terrible takes. I invited him on the podcast to uh, debate what his stance was with us, but he he did not accept. I think he's scared, honestly. We'll say he quietly declined without officially declined. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Dude, he 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 was coming for your neck, Chris. He wanted to be a Twitter warrior today, and him and this other guy just chirping back and forth like, I don't know, 12 year olds, maybe even younger, but like (laughs) the one that really got me was he was like a race director breaking the rules. It's not a bit of luck or just racing. It's completely unprecedented. I mean, it's not like Max Verstappen told him to break the rules. You could be be mad at Christian Horner. That's fine. The guy's a douche. All right, let's just go. But like, well, let's just let's just call it how it is. What, what do you want Max to do? Just not. That's what I'm saying. Win they, the race. Like, they act like Max and Lewis are driving, and they're sitting there. They're they're hot king to Michael Massey in their driver helmet radio, going, "Michael, Michael, that can't be right, Michael. You cannot no, do this, Michael. Michael. <laughs> no, Michael. No, Michael. No. They're driving. They're just being told what to do. That's it. Yes, we we totally understand that the ball was dropped. We get that. I don't think anybody can sit here and deny that. Michael Massey fucked up. You know, I, I think Toto and Christian and all the team principals being able to 
immediately plead their case like as the situation's happening i think that's a little fugaze like i think like for the rule sets i don't know I, I don't think team principals should be able to radio in to the race director immediately when an incident is happening and try to persuade like someone's decision. I, that yeah. I say they pump the brakes on that. It could, to, it could stop right there. They need to end that. And then I saw another guy uh, replied and this was like one of the only intellectual like things that came up in this whole <laughs> Twitter. Thread. I mean, it's Twitter. He, he was like, they, maybe they should make a rule where you can't pit during a, like a safety car or whatever. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe that's that's a good idea because in a way it does punish the, the race leader because what is he going to he, – he has the most to lose by, by making the pit stop and the other teams, they, they just get a free pit. See, so. you know, fair. I did see that tweet and he, I did give it some, some thought because at first I was like, yeah, no, that totally makes sense. But then I'm thinking about – I'm like, okay – the only reason there there's a safety car is because somebody else did something that was out of your control. If you're just chilling and some, someone else triggers the safety car. So that means mm -hmm. I don't think they could make a controlled situation or a controlled decision about, okay, just close off the pit lane because what happened to get the safety car, it's not like anybody was trying to do that. So I don't think, yeah. I don't think, a situation to where say good old Nicholas Latifi comes on, comes on the track, <laughs> gets a safety car, but now everybody on the grid has to be punished because of his spin out and they can't go pit now. So yes. the, that's the only reason I, I would say, eh, maybe not do it just because of the fact that like, you know, if Mazda spin and Latifi do something on the track, I don't want to sit here and be like, Oh, well, this is my chance to maybe get an edge on the race. Instead, I have to sit there going like, oh, well, you know, he screwed up. We got to just sit here and do nothing now. Yeah. And like, what if your strategy was to pit that lap anyways? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You shouldn't be punished just because like, oh, it, it coincidentally happened to be my pit window lap. So it's like, you just can't. That's the only thing keeping me from like putting that role in effect. But other than that, that I mean, it'd be it'd be cool to try it maybe once or twice. But I just don't think it's going to be there for the long run. No, I think what you said, just I, I don't want to see that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to see that anymore. Um, the last thing I would like to say about the whole situation is what stopped Lewis from pitting after Max? I mean, we, we could sit here and whisper about it, but nothing, nothing <laughs> stopped him from not pitting. So I but at the same time, I mean. You could have said that all year about last year. I think Mercedes and Red Bull were just like calling each other's bluff on pitch strategies all year. One was reacting to the other. One was setting the bar. One was so it's like, I don't know, maybe all year their game plan was we're going to do exactly the opposite of Red Bull. They pit this lap. We're going to pit next lap or that we're going to pit this lap to beat them to their first pit window. Or yeah, I, but what I'm thinking is like, OK, you you had the lead. Max is pitting. You already had a, a a nice gap on Max to begin with, and he pits. So you have an even bigger gap. Why not just pit also? Why not pit and just keep the same gap you had while fighting on fresher tires and the unlap? Like you wouldn't even need to worry about lap cars or anything like that because you pitted. So I, this just goes back to Red Bull had a better strategy all season. They deserved the win. Yeah, and that and that's what you were saying in the tweets too. It's like you know something that Rob couldn't get his twitter fingers around is uh like he it, it's all year bro 
it's not i don't think either of those drivers were less deserving to win than the other i think uh, i'm happy max won it just like i would have been just as happy as if lewis won it because he would have been eight times the set and the other would have been a totally fair race yes max did get you know he got a little hoed by the safety car once again shout out latifi it's like he he did get hoed by that but you know that that happens it's a race you know things like that happen in races it benefits someone greatly we're going motor racing toto we're going motor racing we're like it had you know an impact your race negatively but it helps someone out maybe the next safety car next race puts you like at the front of at the front of the grid i mean esteban ocon won a race last year because of a safety car so it's like joe perez lost a race this year because of the safety that's what i'm saying so it's like yes i understand there's a there's a flip side to every coin but I mean, I I don't think either of the drivers deserve the hate they're getting because Max is getting hate. Lewis is getting hate just for being this guy and like staying out of it and not giving his two cents, which I applaud him to. Like, I I mean, him him dipping out after Abu Dhabi last year and kind of just taking some quiet time. I think that was the best thing to do because the easiest thing he could have done was just hop in on this little argument of, I believe I should have won. I believe oh, this. And that. Well, a lot of it's out of their control. So, yep. I mean, I don't know, man. Shout out, Max. He's the champion. Nana, nana, boo-boo. You can suck at Rob Myers. <laughs> All right. Another hard transition here. <clears throat> New track design in Australia. What are your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, dude. Um, What? Can we talk about this? Like, it, it might be the fastest, like, track with the most amount of high-speed chicanes this year. We didn't have it the last two years. And now, with damn near, not damn near, but four freaking DRS zones, dude, they better put 90 laps on this track because they're about to fly through it. You know in, like, Fast and Furious, the movies, when, like, (laughs) they're shifting through gears and and just blasting NOS? That's what it's going to look like this (laughs) week. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no, that it's going to be crazy this week for DRS zones. It, has that ever been done before on a track? I don't know. No, I mean, the most I've seen, what, is three, and that was, I think three was even pushing it for some of these tracks. But I think, you know, I, I say this being completely, like, surprised at the four DRS zones, but at the same time, I think Australia is one of the only tracks, if not the only track, that you could you could do it maybe successfully, but I mean, we'll see this weekend because ooh, these, uh, especially during the hot laps too, these DRS zones are, I mean, who's going to, who's going to lead the race. Nobody's going to hold the lead for like more than two or three oh, laps. Dude, I cannot wait. Um, what do you think Vegas does now that there's four DRS in Australia? Do you think they're going to put five DRS zones? In <laughs> they, they're just going to one up everybody just because it's Vegas and it's race at night. They're just going to be like, screw it. Five DRS zones. Just make the Cigarette whole track of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could. It, it would have been the most American thing if they put all left turns and every single straight had a DRS zone on it. Yeah, that'd be wild. What it, I, I feel like it looked like at least half the track in Australia is a DRS zone. Oh, no. I mean, I mean the two, the top part and the bottom part of the track, if you're looking at it at a downward view, it's almost complete. More than half the track is a DRS zone. And the only time you're not going to be able, the only time these cars could bunch up together and really like make a gap for themselves 
will be the first three laps because DRS isn't even activated yet. Yeah, and like you were saying, with these new cars, they're going to be pretty close. I think we're going to see one big DRS train around the we whole are, track. We are literally going to see like a one through four, like top four DRS train, and then five through 20. Every Everyone from place five through 20 is going to constantly be switching up and down the grid because of these DRS zones. That's just wait. my take. I can't wait for the racing. And, and you know, we, we talked a little bit about what can they do about DRS? I guess the answer is just put more DRS. I mean, I mean, yeah, if you're, <laughs> if you're already doubling down on this right here, you just double down even more and just put even more DRS. But at the same time, it's kind of funny that we see this happening because just last week we talk about is DRS OP and then out of nowhere, because we're discussing if it's OP, they're like, oh, yeah, we know it's overpowered. And because it's overpowered, we're adding a fourth section on this Australian Grand Prix. Yeah, I think we'll see how the racing goes. We'll see if the DRS cheese is still like as cheesy as it is. Or if oh, you'll gonna... see it. You'll see it the worst this weekend for sure. But but I'm thinking because there's so many zones and there's two different detection areas like it's I don't I don't imagine the drivers are going to back off ever to pass when they're in the drs no well i mean because why they, would they because they know there's another zone coming you know yeah that's what I'm, that's what i'm saying it's literally we literally went from last week discussing how drs is op you know you're almost playing drs chicken with whoever's in front of you or behind you you you're almost at uh, you're at an advantage to the person in front of you than you are the guy behind you when you're ahead of them so that's weird and then ju just like you saw uh, two weeks ago and secure, like, I mean, Leclerc is letting them pass and Verstappen is letting them pass. They're 100% they're letting people pass because it has now become a strategic reason. So yeah. it's very weird to see, but it's a whole new style of racing. So who knows? May it could be good. But at the same time, I think racing and having an incentive to give up a place just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think it's dumb, but uh, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk upgrades. You're saying you think the top one to four are going to be running their own little DRS train, but Mercedes thinks otherwise. They think it's going to be one through six in their own DRS train because they said they're going to solve 99% of their issues with this new wing design. Yeah, that was the cap button. Um, I believe that one was a hundred percent cap. I don't think they're going to be battling for fifth or sixth. I, I refuse to believe during a week and a half of travel and maybe a little bit of time in the factory with some, you know, maybe some sim racing and all that stuff. I don't think they figured out 99% of the problems. I, I still think you're going to see them bouncing down every straight, which now will even be worse because we have four DRS zones. They're going to be bouncing down every straight. They'll have the straight line speed. I don't think they're going to be quick in these fast corner chicanes. I just don't. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think that Ferrari was able to to mitigate their porpoising issues by like sacrificing their cornering a little bit. Yeah, the thing is, is that they can afford it though. Yeah, and and they're talking about uh, bringing out to practice their new floor design or. I think it was just the floor, but but they're going to test out some stuff at practice, and then I don't I don't know if they're going to necessarily run it in quality and and in the race, but we'll see what happens. They see a tenth or two shaved off. You best believe they're running it in quality, but at the same time, like 
I don't know, man. What, what what's your take on? Do we do we see our part of these Merc upgrades that are coming this weekend? Especially, we'll find out Friday morning, early in the morning. Shout out Australia and us living in the U.S. But uh, I mean, do they go with the bigger wide body? Are are they going to double down on the on the skinny car and then upgrade everything else, or are they completely trashing it? Yeah, I saw I saw a guy on Twitter that I followed on our Twitter account. Uh, he was talking about, you know, if if they're already like kind of chalk in the season, why don't they just use these races as like testing and like bring back the side pods instead of just going no pods, you know, and see what that that's does. what I'm saying. Because as of right now, the only reason I've brought it up so much is because I think that's the biggest drastic move that you can make as of right now, because right now, every single grid that is or every single car on the grid that is Ferrari powered and Ferrari designed, they're leaders of the pack right now. They're best of the rest. They're leading the championship. They're, they are, all of them are trending upward and can sacrifice. I mean, you saw Gunther, he straight up said, Oh, I don't, I don't think upgrades are on the table right now. We're going to, we're going to really learn and how, how to extract all the power from the current car that we have right now. That's yeah. a scary thing to hear when yeah, every but, other team is upgrading. But they also said that because I think historically in the past, they tried upgrades that actually hurt them and ended up That's the back in their initial design. So That's I think fair. that Haas is wise to, to, to get a little bit more data before taking jumping in. But I think these bigger teams can, they can go a little bit faster on the upgrades. So uh, Ferrari, they're, they're, uh, they're going to bring in the new floor for, for practice. And then I think they're also trying to shave like seven kilograms off the car. And Oh dude, I think I read this just in Ferrari's first upgrades, new floor, just like you just said, and a front wing will be tested on Friday front wing. Yep. Yep. So that they're going to test those and then they're probably going to roll them out in a Mola, uh, depending on how the testing goes. Uh, they're trying to save weight. I think they've been getting like new, like lighter weight parts made, and it sounds like Red Bull is doing the same. I think I was I was reading the Ferraris eight hundred kilograms, the Red Bulls eight hundred ten, and Mercedes is eight hundred eight. And interesting. Seeing it in kilograms, I don't know if you really realize how how light these cars are. No, that that's unbelievably light. Yeah, 800 kilograms is about like 1760 pounds or something like that. My, yeah, no, the, these cars are flying. And they're yeah, my, bit... my freaking daily driver is like 3,000 plus pounds. Yeah, That's shout a heavy out thing, pounds. Dude. That's <laughs> a heavy th- yeah, shout out pounds. We know metric systems better, but you we're know, not changing. We're just ever. different. <laughs> we're not changing. <laughs> Dude, it's a, okay, Ferrari, both upgrades aim to increase aerodynamic efficiency and allow the car to run lower to increase the speed in medium to fast corners. Dude, if that's the case, it what which we knew about them wanting to get lower to the ground, which is, to be honest, incredible because that Ferrari is damn near sitting on the ground already right now. But to increase speed in medium to fast corners, the whole track this weekend is medium to fast corners. They are going to be flying. Yeah, I think they're making smart decisions. And also, I was reading that they, they haven't even juiced up the engine yet. That's what, just, I'm, that's what I'm saying. All, they, all their upgrades are just to the physical car. They haven't even touched the in, inside components of the car. I think I, I, I saw that around like uh, 
when they race in Spain, that's when they're going to start amping up the power out of the, the, the engine. They've, they've been focused on reliability right now, but it sounds like down the line, they're going to just start going full performance and really unlock the, the capabilities. Ferrari is getting everything right right now. Yeah. I hope, I hope they're not like just capping, but I, I don't have any reason to believe they are right now. No, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I have zero reason to believe uh, Ferrari's capping. Now, like I said earlier, Mercedes is 100% capping. There's no way. I, I'm, I'm, I promise you, like, I don't have a degree in anything that pertains to F1 cars, but I promise you, I do not think Mercedes has solved even 90%. I know Toto said 99% or they'll be back, you know, at top of the grid and stuff. Maybe, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, if, if I'm wrong, you'll hear it Sunday. But if I'm right, they're going to be seventh, eighth. You know, may, maybe qualify Q2. I think I think they'll get it into Q3. But at the same time, I just with Ferrari and all of them already making upgrades and Red Bull trending in the right direction. Uh, I, I just don't think Mercedes is going to solve the porpoising issue. And if they do solve the porpoising issue, it's because they sacrificed way too heavily in another direction. You know, I I don't really know if I nece- necessarily agree with that because we already know Mercedes has a damn good engine. That's yeah. not the issue they're facing. It's got to be strictly aerodynamics. So bringing in a new wing design, front and rear, that could drastically help them out. Yeah. If they get it right. I mean, I guess you're right. If you're they right. Get it right. You're right. I mean, the engine doesn't need work. Reliability, we, we haven't seen any reliability issues from any Mercedes power engine last, what, two, three years anyway. So that that's fine. But I mean, yeah, no, you could 100% be right. It's strictly aerodynamics. But the thing is, I think the only reason I'm so hard stuck on I don't think they'll figure it out is because their aerodynamics are so drastically different from a successful car that got it right the first time. That's the yeah. only reason keeping me from like agreeing with that. I want to know what made them run with the no side pods. That's what, what I'm was... saying. Like they're the only, they are the only car on the grid that is actually that shaved off of a side pod. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I, I'm hoping that they turn it around. I would like to see Mercedes battling with these guys. No, I mean, Hey, I want to, I want to bring them back on top. They Mercedes is, you know, they have the pedigree, man. They, they have to be on top. They really and, do. And I will say just like uh, I'm also interested in like, you know, MMA and stuff as well. But like in in all the fighting, boxing, MMA, all that, they have like the title and it goes through a lineage where you have to lose. And then the next guy gets the the belt and blah, blah, like the rightful heir, I guess, you know. Yeah. You kind of want to see Mercedes still battling and see these other teams like just really take them out when they're at the top to like really be like, yeah, they're the best, you know. Oh, man, you want to be the best. You got to beat the best exactly exactly and it's like okay yeah you got ferrari and red bull battling you know red bull red bull showed up last last season and they they beat mercedes when they were when they were on top so i guess they're kind of the rightful heirs Uh, max beat mercedes mercedes still won constructors yeah yeah i know that's true (laughs) that's true i don't know it would be nice to see mercedes up there and we all want to see mclaren but yeah, I was about to say, speaking of Mercedes-powered engines, man, I think the only thing McLaren's got going for them right now is that Mercedes-powered engine. They need to 
they need to kick it in gear, which was crazy because we did see, you know, Daniel give that little interview of he wouldn't be overly surprised if McLaren was able to win a race this year. Yeah. I mean, I could see them turning it, turning the ship around later in the season. I don't see them really hanging for like winning a constructor's title or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, not so not so much constructors. I, you, I do give you that. You do want to see them get a win though, just so that they they can have the confidence going into the next year. You know. Yeah, they they're coming off the back of two honestly incredible years. They should have had P three last year, but. I mean, Ferrari came with the heat, and they knew they were coming. But to finish P3 and then P4 this past year, you you want to stay above P4 if you're a McLaren, especially with all these new sponsors coming in. I mean, dude, they secured the bag this offseason for all their sponsorships. And, you know, with that, they don't want to see – you know, I, I'm sure a bu- bunch, of, bunch of investors were sweating a little bit of bullets when, you know, the first and second weekend – came along and finally finished and you know what i think last year they were they were p2 or p3 with like i think maybe 30 or 40 something points and right now they got six (laughs) so it's it's a little bit of a downward trend but the only thing they have against them is that i understand priority numero uno was uh the brake cooling issue they say they claim that that's fixed now the only thing is, is that I think they have too big of a list to get done and catch up to the rest of the grid before everybody starts pulling away. Yeah, well, we'll see this weekend. Hopefully, I think uh, from that, that video I watched of Romain Grosjean talking about it, he, the brake cooling issue is very, that's like a very big deal. So yeah, if they, can, if they can get that fixed, then they can focus on the other areas and just start making incremental improvements. And then, you know, hopefully by the mid midseason, they'll be, they'll be competing with the, where they should be. No, that's what, I mean, you're exactly right. As long as their stock is trending up and, you know, things are getting better from race to race, that's all you can really ask for with their camp right now. I mean, th- I mean, things already got better uh, from race one to race two. They almost got into Q3 race two. I mean, the first weekend, uh, there was no shot of the, either of them really getting out of Q3 or I'm sorry, Q, uh, Q2. But it, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see, honestly. We'll see. But, man, it, it, it's a good time to roll in these predictions. We touched a little bit on a Red Bull versus Mercedes upgrades. I, I think it's literally just a matter of uh, just if Red Bull can get their upgrades in, they work properly. Because if they don't work, they can just take them off, go with the old car, you know, tune from there. Because they're fine there. Mercedes – it's, it's the same thing. If they don't work, try to extract all the power of the car currently. If they do, they're only headed in the right direction. But the, the time is now to get into predictions. Wait, and one sec. What, what, do you know what Red Bull's working on? What upgrades are they cooking up? I'm pretty sure it was just more downforce, right? Just trying to find, just trying to find any way. I know, I know they upgraded their floor. Uh, They've they done a ton of work on their floor. Oh, from, yeah. From their floor, floor looks good. From front wing to floor, I know they're focusing heavily on right now. Yeah, yeah, I saw the picture that compared the red the Red Bull floor with Ferrari's floor, and you can just see the red the Red Bull's design is a lot more polished. And honestly, it's kind of scary to think that Ferrari's that good with the floor like that. 
because it looks like they kind of put it together last minute. So if they want, if they bring this upgraded floor that's you know refined more, man, I can't wait to see that. I cannot wait to see that. I'm I excited. Forza Ferrari. Let's go. And uh, yeah, I I know I know um, Red Bull is also trying to drop some weight because they're ten kilograms heavier than the Ferrari. Yeah. And which that's... is which is crazy to be on to be honest because you'd think with that big body Ferrari they they would almost be one of the he- they look like one of the heaviest cars on the grid but really it's one of the lightest. Yeah, that's true. They do look like they're pretty heavy. But yeah, I think it's going to be exciting. Uh so like yeah, let's roll right into the predictions. What what do you what do you think's happening? Well, let's see. We can go right into podium finishers, but I, I do want to give you a couple of hot takes. Seb's got to get that Aston Martin in the points this weekend. He I just, think he is. Uh, I think I think he is as well. He's just got to, man. Like, one, shout out Nico Hulkenberg. You know, y- you really had to, like, step up very last minute. I totally understand that. But Seb's back now, and Aston Martin needs a quick kick in the ass. I mean, there's no better way to get a quick kick in the ass than a four-time world champion. I mean, yeah. I mean, Christopher, you're right. <laughs> I mean, but, <laughs> but shout out to Seb being back because I, I don't know, man. Right, right now, Aston Martin had a – they had an uh, – I'm going to go with lackluster start last year. I, you know, after entering back into F1, having the full Aston Martin name, Red Bull goes back to Red Bull Racing instead of Aston Martin Red Bull Racing. Mm-hmm. To have the perfect lineup of maybe, well, maybe not perfect lineup, but you have Seb and you have Stroll. Solid lineup by all means. It was just very, I don't know, very underwhelming last year. This year, they have the opportunity to start new. They got a brand new team principal. They've got new new culture in the factory. They've, you know, the winning attitude, everybody, a brand new era of car and best looking car on the grid. They, dude. I, I think it's unanimous, and in my opinion, in our opinion, that Aston Martin is stunning, but it is stunningly slow. <laughs> <laughs> it has been so far. Well, I want to know about their upgrades. What's their upgrade package looking like? I haven't heard anything from their upgrade package, Chris. Yeah, that's. That, I'm hearing all this stuff. Red Bull, Mercedes. I'm hearing Red Bull, Ferrari. Ferrari. You're like, come on. Haas said we're not doing anything. I mean, they're at least telling you something, and and then McLaren, they got their issues to work on. But come on, Aston Martin, what you know, you know, you got problems. I want to know they, what your problems bro, are. They got problems. I just don't. I, I mean, they, I don't even know where to start. They, their straight line speed is okay at best, but dude, w- w- especially with a track like this weekend, they are going to be slow in those chicanes, and half of this, more than half of this track, is a chicane. So I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what they need to do, but I, I got to see Seb at least scoring top 10. I, I need him in the points somehow because Aston Martin battling it out with Williams is not a good look. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I mean, maybe if it was like back in the day, it would be a good look, but it, it's yeah, today, but yeah, today, but when no. Williams was champions. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's crazy to think because you saw they, they came out with that Aston Martin Valkyrie car and like they're they're like taking all this. Oh, yeah, we got the cool aerodynamics under the car and everything. Like, oh, yeah, they're, they're really freaking committed to this season in F1. But 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it could be another case like McLaren, how they they had this design and very much doubled down on this design and just, you know, maybe happened to get it wrong right out of the gate and everybody else got it right. But at the same time, I mean, dude, even even Stroll and I give Stroll a hard time because he is a paid driver. He's one of the you know, he's one of the daddy boys, but he's earned my respect by he can race. He He's shown that he can drive. He's he's capable of possibly winning a race. He's capable of quality. He's ca- he is perfectly capable of doing that. He is not getting any anything out of that car. And I, just like with McLaren, I don't think it's the driver's fault. Yeah, I mean, definitely not McLaren. I mean, they got Danny Rick and Lando. Lando. Like, you cannot blame the drivers at all at, no. at, at McLaren. Especially how dominant Lando was last year. But, oh, dude. Lando, the last two years, really, he's been on a freaking tear. Dude, yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I, w- I want to throw a shout out to him. And it, it'll be okay, buddy. We'll, we'll, we'll get you a race win, dude. We'll yeah, get you a race win. This one meme I saw, David's like, don't ask a woman her age, a man his salary, Lando about Sochi. Oh, my God, dude. That uh, hurts so bad to watch live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lando, do you want do you want the inters? No. <laughs> no. He did. He wanted He them. said no. Okay, g- uh, give me some more of your hot takes. You said you okay. had a couple, right? Well... I'm going to go for the third weekend in a row. Carlos Sainz is getting a dub. (laughs) He's got to get a dub. I can't can't beat a dead horse with this, but I I really think he's so close. He is so (laughs) close. I think Carlos will get a dub. Charles Leclerc, second. We're going to go one-two Ferrari. Max Verstappen, third. The thing is, I think Sergio Perez is going to struggle this race. I don't don't think he's going to be... I, I actually am willing to gamble that he might be lower top 10, maybe eight through 10. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I, I just think with the rumors with Pierre Gasly, the whole Red Bull of being the second driver to Max, and I think it's going to get to him just like it got to everyone else. He's going to be focused on trying to do too much, getting the power out of the car, mm. and he's just going to run into obstacle after obstacle this weekend. Yeah, you know, you you – I feel like if you're a team principal, you got to shut down those rumors because you can see how, how much like the men, the mental aspect of the sport really can get to Dude. a driver. And, and if you have that driver, that's in like a Valtteri position where the knife's on his throat to perform, like, you know, you're going to get some good performances. Sure. But you're, you're probably going to sacrifice more often than not. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yes. Putting the pressure on a driver in a healthy way is probably the best thing you can do to a driver. But we all know this is Formula One. It is the, one of the most cutthroat sports I've I've ever seen. And to have your main rival be your own teammate, which is just the way of the land in that and, sport. And you got to think his main rival is the junior teammate now. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's got the main rival in Max Verstappen, which, of course, that you, you have to beat your teammate or at least try in this case but you also are on a team that also has a sister team that has two dudes excuse me that are ready to take your spot at a moment's notice so not only are you getting pressure within the team you're getting pre- you're getting more pressure with uh out of it because your team hosts two teams on the grid 
And that's four different drivers that they're in charge of. And that's four different drivers that they can play roulette with all the time. So to be Sergio in that position and to be anyone in in Max Verstappen's teammates position, the pressure's got to be immense. And with with these rumors going around, I don't know. I I just think he's going to be a little checked out. Of course, we all know Sergio Perez can handle pressure, but I think he's going to be a little checked out. I think he's just going to be trying to do way too much this weekend. And, you know, shit, shit isn't going to go smooth this weekend for Serge. So okay. it's like, I, I don't know. I have him finishing eight through 10, possibly even out of the points. And so who do you think is going to finish in fourth then? Uh, Look at here, K-Mag. K-Mag? Oh, yeah. K-Mag. I love it. K-Mag is going to be top four. He's, he's itching for a podium. He is, he's, he's itching for one for sure. He's um, so close. So I'll go on to my predictions. I think for DRS zones, we're going to have a constant battle between Leclerc and Max throughout this race. Oh, you're and right. I think we're going to, we're going to see this, uh, this rivalry heat up a little bit. And I think one, I think they're going to crash out. Oh, okay. I think a they're going to 2021 out. action. We're getting the 2021 stuff back. All the Max supporters are not going to be able to speak. Oh, wow, look how good he drives against Leclerc. Yeah, we're, they're crashing out, all right? Max and, and Charles are homies, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm i sure Max and Lewis aren't, like, enemies, dude. It's I just, mean, yeah, that's yeah, they, right. They had competitive rivalry. It is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think we're going to see them crash each other out. I think Carlos Sainz is getting the dub. But I think that Perez will be right behind him. Oh, and then okay. to round out the top three... It's probably going to be a Mercedes, probably George Russell or Lewis. George Russell. I want to see Lewis there, but I, I think George Russell, he stepped up big last week, so I'm, I'm kind of hot I on mean, him. I mean, he right had now. to, man. Lewis is just trying to get out of the country alive, dog. So were other the drivers. Like, <laughs> dude, like him out freaking Q1 and not, not getting into anything. I mean, dude, that's uh, – George, George had to say he had no choice but to step up. So to see him top three, I, I dude, I like it. I, I like it. I, I, I know I know I have Sergio way way lower in the list, but having Max and Charles completely crash out, no, I don't think it'll be a big crash, but they'll definitely crash out for sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then I think um we're gonna have some new points finishers this season and with uh Mick Schumacher getting some points. Oh I, my boy. He's he's got to. He's gotta he's get he's got points. to. Especially with K Mag doing so good. No, nah, you, you're right. And then you hit it with Vettel's got to get in the points. I think he's gonna him and him and Mick would be at like the bottom, you know, rounding it out like nine, ten. I like maybe, that. So maybe so eight. Checko eighth, Checko eighth, make make a ninth and fucking Seb at tenth. Yeah, <laughs> I'm cool with that. Even even though you got Sergio higher, I got uh, Sergio higher, but yeah. And I think Pierre Gasly is going to get in the points. Ah, oh, dude, course. that's Mister Consistent, man. I, I, I think he, he gets everything that he can out of that Alphatari, and that's why I'm saying like the pressure's got to be immense for Checo because Pierre Gasly is consistent. I think his stint at Red Bull was a little bit premature, and if they gave him one more year, just like they did Albon, he would have figured himself out. But ever since he's gone back to Alphatari, he's got a new fire under him. And I, it's been a pleasure to see him race. Yeah. 
And and I want to talk a little bit about Gasly. The rumor is that he might go to Mercedes and replace Lewis. I don't think Lewis is retiring, dude. Yeah. I don't see that uh, happening. Yeah. He's a competitor. He's he's always had something to prove his whole life. And he still has something to prove now, I think, especially with how he lost the, the And you know he's going out on top. He like can't it, he can't go out on bottom after No, after, he like, can't. He's Mr. Seven time. He's on an eight time winning team. He's on he bro, it's like Tom Brady. He can't he can't go out on the bottom. He can't. Yeah. He's got to win a championship. He's got to win the last race. He's got to win. He's got to win something, but he ain't going out on the bottom. Yeah. I, I, I hear that. I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be in there for, for a couple more years, just like our, our good old buddy Alonzo. I think Alonzo is going to be a couple more years. Vettel's going to be a couple more years. And which is, man, those are, that's a couple of legends are going to leave that sport. I, yeah. I love the new rookies coming up, but damn. Yeah, and they're all going to be retiring around the same time, so that's yeah, gonna, that's going to be a big like blow, honestly. I'm so, I, I mean, dude, Alonzo wants to sign two, three more, three more years. So I mean, I'm banking it. I'm basically banking all three of their careers off of Alonzo's contract. Yeah, I don't, I don't see. Well, I could see Lewis retiring before all of them if he gets another win. You know. Yeah, he's got more pedigree. He he can just he's done it all. So, you know, he, he can go out whenever virtually, but you're right. I mean, he wants to go out on top. Yeah. I mean, last year he did solidify himself and pass all of Michael Schumacher's records now. Yeah. So he, he is the, by definition, goat. So he could go right now and it'll be all peachy, but that, that ain't going to be Lewis Hamilton. So I think, I think, uh, to talking about goats, like you have to look, yeah, accolades are important, but I think you also have to look at um, how they like their driving style and, you know, how they performed the competition they were against. You yeah. Know? I think that makes it once you start talking about people like that, like even the NFL, you, you might talk about, oh, yeah, Tom Brady's the GOAT. Like statistically, yeah, no one's even close. But you have to look at like the play as well. You know, you're right. It's the it's the Michael Jordan, LeBron James debate. Yeah, exactly. You know, one was one was a totally different era. One's this era. It's yeah. it's two different things. No, you're right. Yeah, you're easily right. And who's to say? I mean, Schumacher's career got cut a little short. So it was like, who's to say? But yeah, I, I don't know. Plus, I will say though, if Lewis ends up getting a win in this new era, you know, world another world championship, that just even goes even better to his argument for being the best ever. Yeah, yeah. Because then he, he dominates the hybrid era. He gets a win in this new era. Literally then, from start to finish dominated the hybrid era. Yeah, and then, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I, th- I think that, that pretty much covers everything that we want to talk about today. Yep, that, that covers it. We got the Australian Grand Prix coming up. We got our predictions locked in. Uh, our top three, I got Leclerc. Win, or no, I got signs winning this race. Leclerc coming in second, Verstappen third, and some disappointments out of the other teams. Chris, you know, he's he's got Carlos taking it due to the fact Charles and Max are just going to crash each other out. Who'd you got on second? I got Sergio. He's got Checo on second. You know, me, me and him don't see eye to eye on that one, but you know what? We'll see. We'll see. But, Nam, this has been episode six. 
and find it on YouTube at the Lockup Podcast. And we're going to be on Spotify starting next episode. We are working with an art guy now. We're revamping everything. It's going to be so much better at going going on from these next episodes. And just hit up our Twitter if you want to uh, argue with Chris daily. Um, <laughs> at TLUP. F1. Uh, check out our Instagram for all of our nice little highlights at uh, tlup.f1. And yeah, man, uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit you with the a peace family. Yes, sir. Comment some hate on the YouTube videos too. I I, I would love to see the trolls migrate over here. And I'm taking a shoey if uh, Danny Rick makes a podium. Oh shit! You heard it here, folks. Shoey, Danny Rick podium. This is the Lockup Podcast. I uh, see you. Peace.